Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. I am incredibly excited to announce that we have a sponsor for this podcast episode. Our brand new sponsor is called Wisdom. Wisdom is an app that was created by Dayo Aki Renade. I hope I pronounced her name right, who's a black female leader who is passionate about mentorship. Her goal is to create the biggest platform for mentorship in the world. And in the words of the Financial Post, wisdom is clubhouse meets masterclass. I personally find this platform very exciting because it has a different feel than clubhouse and is driven by social change. Its founder wants to democratize membership specifically by making it more readily available to marginalized communities, which you know, as I interviewed Louise O'Reilly on the podcast on the 18th of October last year, is very dear to my heart. So I will be going live on Wisdom on Wednesday, the 19th of January at 1 p.m. UK time. Please come and join me for a live Q&A on all things related to business and intuition. So today I have the pleasure for our episodes to have Dale Darley with us. Uh, I'm going to let Dale introduce herself um, to, um, to you, but I want to say that I'm uh, very fond of Dale because I have actually purchased one of her course on journaling and I really love the way she approaches journaling and business and we've already done together an interview which is posted on my YouTube channel if you want to go and check it out about uh, journaling and intuition. So Dale, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? I will, thank you and I'm very very fond of you as well I mean we've we've got we must have known each other for a long time and we connected and we did that lovely lovely YouTube thing so yeah it's it's um it's always a pleasure to talk to you so me my my life revolves around journaling and writing so I I write a lot of books I have courses on how to write books, especially memoir, me, uh, healing memoir, get my words out right, healing memoir. And my, my, my big thing in life, I think we all have a kind of a purpose, a, a, a thing that we do. And mine is how we use writing to heal. So, you know, I'm kind of on a mission that I want to encourage people to write to heal and then use that to write to heal the world. So... Apart from that kind of, you know, the business stuff that I do, I live in Spain and I live in a beautiful, beautiful, peaceful place. It's in the middle of nowhere, not very many houses. We're surrounded by hills. And I have two dogs who literally walk all over me. They are my life. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I just adore them so much. And they, they keep me going. I mean, you know, I wake up in the morning and there they are, ready to start the day. They make me laugh. They're always there when I'm feeling a little bit, mm. 
I can't sometimes do my journaling because they're demanding um, cuddles and kisses, but you know what? That's okay. So that's me in a nutshell. Thank you so much for this beautiful introduction. I want to add actually, because you reminded me, first of all, the uh, interview um, is on my YouTube channel and it was dated um, the 7th of June, 2021. Um, my YouTube channel is called The Intuitive Revolution with Ange, but what I was, you just reminded me of right now is that you actually commented on one of my posts because I posted a, um, something about me in a big, big group on a Saturday when it was the hashtag about me. And because I put with a, a lion, if I remember right, that sort of attracted your eye and you felt compelled to comment, comment, sorry. From there, I don't know why, I thought on I'm your profile to, to check you out. That. And I actually was looking for a course on right. journaling at the time, pondering whether to invest with someone else. And you literally appeared of nowhere with the perfect course for me. So it, yeah. it is really the universe that brought us together. And I think that's quite fun that we should start on that note. I also love that you specialize in memoir and writing for healing. Because I don't know if you know, but I did write a memoir for that specific purpose. And I know I have quite a few more in the pipe. So I do believe in the power of memoir. I do have a question for you though, is I also believe that memoir can be very powerful for entrepreneurs to create that know, like, and trust with their audience. What's your take on that? You know, I absolutely agree. The you see, I don't believe that we come into this life and have these experiences just for the fun of it. I mean, mostly they're not very much fun, but you know, <laughs> the, the stuff that happens, I believe, guides us on the pathway to helping other people to heal. Now, that can be healing in any any respect. So you might be a coach in business that deals with conflict or bullying in the workplace or, you know, all kinds of things. To me, that's that's still healing, whether, you know, what it's not always about the, the therapist stuff. It can be hard hitting business. It can be, you know, stuff at the leadership level. So for me, healing goes across everything because we can heal people and organizations and all kinds of things. And the stories that come out of our journey I believe we can take and turn into something that can help growth in lots and lots of different areas. So memoir, storytelling is incredibly powerful in business. So you don't have to write a story in the way that um, one might read, say, I'm just trying to think of, of, of a famous um a, a famous memoir. I mean, I think the first one I ever read was about Maria Callas. So you, you don't necessarily have to just write it as story. You can write it as what I would call a personal story. So you bring in teaching aspects. So it's your story and it's your method of doing whatever you do. And I really do think that it, it gets people to get to know who you are, gets to know if you have a methodology, gets to know your methodology, but they understand where you've come from. They understand your pain. They've understood your, your healing superpower, you know, and how you've become the person that you are today. And I think all of those things are so, so incredibly powerful. Yeah, and this leads me to ask you actually about your story. First, was your business always about that? Did you have 
something else that you did before that, but I also know that you have a very powerful healing story to share. Okay, so, oh, I think I've, I'm trying to think about how I praise my story. I actually got expelled from school, massive chip on my shoulder, um, abused as a 10-year-old, abused as, a, as a, a teenager. And because of that chip on my shoulder, it was very, very naughty, very wild, and went off the rails quite a lot. But in my 30s, I went and did a master's degree because... I had this idea that I was going to join an organization and become the chief exec and change the world. Well, it never happened. I did go into, I went into corporate marketing, which I loved. Um, but after being made redundant, so, so while I was still working in corporate, I did all kinds of stuff. I ran a fertility company. I taught writing to heal. So I ran workshops and all sorts of stuff. So after I got made redundant, I had that lovely opportunity of being able to do pretty much what I wanted. I still did some marketing consultancy, but I started then to, to build my course portfolio and to write books and to, to do stuff like that. And I think because of abuse and lack of self-worth and stuffing down my emotions I had a, um, a big awakening you always think every awakening is big and then something else comes along and you go oh I wasn't expecting a bigger awakening I had this big awakening I was married to someone discovered they they were living a double life um hadn't had a particularly lovely relationship with them but I discovered what they'd done six weeks later and actually on this is this, this was spirit talking to me because spirit guided me to open their computer to make the discovery. So um, six weeks later, I packed up, we had a motorhome, packed up, put my dogs in, and I drove to a rundown old house that I, I still live in, in Spain, and I proceeded to fall to pieces. But it, that was another awakening. You know, I turned up at this, this, this house and the irony of the falling down house and the falling apart me wasn't lost on me. You know, I cried. Uh, it was it was hard. And then because so I, so I, I spent some time learning to love myself and I kept getting healing crisis. So I discovered I had an overactive thyroid, you know, the doctor going I uh, can't understand how you're still alive. You've got virtually no thyroid stimulating hormone. And I'm like, well, it's probably because I look after myself. You know, I'm a big believer in, in natural healing. So I sorted that out naturally. And then sometime later, you know, I fractured a rib. I got um, I got shingles. I don't want to call it herpes. They, they call it herpes in Spain and it sounds horrible. I got shingles. I got left with post-herpetic neuralgia. My spine fractured. I was just in so much pain and but you know through it all actually my writing working with my intuition working with crystals you know visualization affirmations just all sorts of energy stuff I healed my spine and then randomly out of the blue I discovered I had something called MGUS which is a precancerous blood condition it's incurable and I spent a week going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to die. But, you know, straight into my journal, you know, listened to 
to, to my intuition and just made a decision that I would live my best life. I would follow my pathway wherever I was guided. I would follow my pathway and I wouldn't let something as small as this thing get in get in the way of living my best life. So it's been one thing after the other, but I can I can honestly tell you with all the the I will call it divine inner wisdom, divine guidance that I've had, that I know I'm on the right path. And despite all of that, and despite, you know, I'm in pain most days, but we can we can get through that stuff if we make that decision and have really, really good tools to live our best lives and to follow the path that we were here to, to follow. Mm. Yeah, I, I admire your resolve and your patience because it must have taken a lot of patience and a lot of faith in the process that you followed. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, 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 it's funny, I, I never describe myself as patient, but my mum does. Um, and I'm patient with a lot of things, but I'm not patient with technology. That drives me. <laughs> That's actually quite common, I think. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> right, so um, I like that you were in marketing as well and that you had such a big shift that you moved abroad. That is huge. Did you speak Spanish before you moved to Spain? Nope. I, so what happened was I was in the kitchen one night. I heard this voice that said, open the computer. I didn't do as I was told. I got shouted at, um, you know, and this, see, this, this, this is the power of spirit. You see, I bought this house um, three or four years before that particular event. I didn't think about it. It was made discovery, knew I had to leave. And actually, on the morning of leaving, I'd had some absolutely hideous dreams where I dreamt that he was going to murder me. And it was like, I've got to go today. And I just got up and drove. I went. I, I packed up the motorhome, put the dogs in, refused to speak to anyone. It was like, go away. Don't talk to me. I, you know, I've got to go. And I, I just went. And I didn't think about it. I honestly just, I had a house. It didn't matter what it was like. <laughs> I just was a woman on a mission. And so from... And you will never know if your dream was right, but I have a feeling it might have been. Um, I believe it is right. I was actually um, reading about this topic uh, that actually if you follow your intuition, you'll never know if it was really right. But who cares? Because <laughs> knowing waiting for the proof can be more um, dangerous in your yes. case or can be more painful. Um, than just acting on it and, and reaping the rewards. Well, the thing is, if you don't trust your intuition and something happens, you will always learn, in my experience, that you should have listened. I mean, you know, I was out walking one day and for, for, for several times before this particular event, and I kept hearing buy the dogs a new collar, buy the dogs a new collar. And I was like, they've got collars. What do I need to buy new collars for? And then an incident happened. They um, chased a, an ibex, which is a wild mountain goat. There is no way on this earth they were ever going to catch them. They cling to, you know, like the side of a mountain like you've never seen. 
And this, this Ibex had clung to the side of the mountain, but the, I had them on leads and they pulled me over and, and run after it. Marley was dangling from, she got her, her lead and collar caught in the branches and she was strangling herself, dangling there. And luckily she got herself free. Um, one of the other girls, at that time I had a boy dog and two girls. The other one had got herself caught up and, and I never put their collars on enough for them to stay on if, if they needed to get out of them. So I lost two dog collars and I'm standing there going, right, well, you should have listened to your intuition. And you would have had the collars and it's like, oh, you know, so if you don't listen, sure as eggs is eggs. And whether that's life or business, you will know that you should have listened to the voices in your head. Mm. Oh, so can you think of a specific, because very often people have had experiences of intuition in their private life but not necessarily in their business can you remember an instance of a, a particular story that you would like to share with us whether you listen to your intuition or not I think it's just as powerful where your intuition told you something about business and and what the outcome was okay so, actually I've just got a picture in my head of I used to work like I said I used to work in marketing and I got headhunted to, I had moved away from Wales, I'd gone to live in Evesham, and I got headhunted to come back to Wales. And so I joined this company in a marketing role, did absolutely masses to put all of these uh, things in that they desperately needed. And um, the, the guy who'd headhunted me, out of the blue, decided to leave and he'd known for a long time that he was going to leave he just hadn't shared it with anyone so in the background though there had been a, a management buyout and, and all sorts of bits and pieces and the minute I heard that he'd gone despite despite lots of assurances that me and and other people's jobs were safe I had that I had that feeling in my gut um, that within seven days I would be leaving. And what I did, I listened to my intuition. And what I did is I then every evening with, you know, you can't just unpack your desk and take everything home because people go, well, what are you doing? So every evening um, for the preceding number of days that I knew this was going to happen, I emptied my desk, I cleaned up my computer and lo and behold, on the day that I expected it, and I had, and honestly, I had reassurances from every single new director that my job was safe. And I knew that it wasn't. I knew, I felt it, I felt it in my gut, I felt it in my heart, I felt sick. I just knew, and I knew exactly when it was going to happen. I mean, that's just like one. Um, that one is phenomenal. And you know, you've reminded me of a story that's pretty similar um, and I hadn't thought about for years, which is why I love running my five-day challenge. I haven't planned it just yet, but I want to run it as soon as possible because this is by listening to people's stories of intuition that your own story come back out from the woodwork. And uh, in my last job, my boss, um, I went on a sabbatical for three months because I'd been with the same company for well over 10 years. And literally when I came back, I knew something was off. And he told me almost every day that things were okay. And 
by Christmas, he was actually given a golden handshake and everything was restructured and and I lost my job. So that that's a very similar experience. And I've completely forgotten about it until you, you shared your own story. It's, it's interesting because we don't want these things to be true. However, I think if you listen and you prepare, then, you know, nothing can prepare you for losing your job and getting made redundant and all of those things. But, and, and I had seven days, I knew it was gonna happen. But the thing is, is you listen, you know, it's, it's like now you'll be guided towards the next book that you write or the next deck of cards that you want to produce or the next whatever it is. And you'll see signs or you'll hear signs you know, and we're a long way from those days now. And we trust our, in I believe that we probably trust our intuition more. Although, you know, we still get, let your ego get in the way. But, you know, in those early days, you don't want it to be true. It's like, it yeah, and sorry, go on. No, I hear you. And at the same time, mm. it enabled you to be ready. That is so important. And in my five day challenge, I teach people how to set their intuition and mm. intent. And my intuition has been set to the intent that it's always helpful, useful, uplifting and timely, which means yeah. that if I if there's nothing I could do or if it would create me more anguish than good to know about something ahead of time, something negative happening, then I wouldn't hear it. And then I'd just be faced with the facts with everybody else. But if it, and it, it gives me a competitive advantage or it gives me the time to prepare, then I will hear from it. And that feels really, really good. Even yeah, though it's a bad situation, if that makes any sense. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Because I think that that's what spirit does is they give you little nudges to let you know that you need to be ready and and to open open your heart to to whatever's going to happen you know we are always whether we like it or not we are always on the right path you know when i look at if i go back and look at stuff that's happened it's like well if that hadn't have happened like for example if my first husband hadn't called me stupid i wouldn't have done a, a, an mba you know and then <laughs> seriously you know and then something else in fact, there's a story of, of, of intuition. I was told that the MBA was closed and I thought, no, it's not. I'm going to get offered a place. And what had happened was there was an MBA student who was a member of staff at the university and she opened a, a woman's cohort. And a week later, I got a place. And it's like, I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was. So, you know, but if he hadn't called me stupid, I wouldn't have done that. And then when I think about like the next person, if they hadn't done what, they had done I wouldn't have had the money to buy this house and then if the person that I left hadn't have been dis you know if I hadn't have discovered what he was doing I wouldn't be here now really in a place of inner peace and contentment so it's like everything is it's almost like if we could go back and look at the soul path that we created before we came to earth be, yeah yeah that's all working out as isn't it too so you know we have to be i think a little philosophical about the stuff that happens as painful as it might be because if we hadn't had those experiences 
we wouldn't be who we are today. So I do think we get those little nudges that just put us back on the right path. Not that we were ever straying from the path. Yeah, and sometimes some things cannot be avoided, and even with intuition, because they're meant to happen. Of course. So um, it's it's it, when you delve deeper into spiritual matters, anyway, there's always that aspect of um, contradiction or paradox, where one thing and the opposite is true at the same time. Mm. So intuition can save you a lot of grief, but it won't save you from the grief that you're supposed to experience because it's going to serve you at a later date if that makes any sense indeed i completely agree with you yes yes indeed when i look back it's like oh do i you know do i wish i had gone through all of that no <laughs> no you know nobody wants to go through painful times but you know i i i, I look at things very pragmatically like now and it's like well you know it happened and we just have to deal with stuff mm. so i think you've answered pretty much my next question but i'm still going to ask it because i want that really uh, that answer from you rather than what i've guessed but how do you receive your intuition right so mine is is for me it's quite interesting so um I often see images. So when you just ask me the question about intuition and business, excuse me, I'm just going to cough a second. <coughs> um, I had a picture in my head. Straight away, there was an image of the building and the car park outside. So I knew what the story was. So I often get things in images, but I also head, and it's just a line. And I'm lying there thinking, what is that song? Why doesn't it go away? And it's on and on and on. So I guess I can put it in my journal and then I'll go and perhaps look at the rest of the lyrics, look at the band, um, or I might just journal on it and see what comes up. So I, I get stuff in lots and lots of different ways, but I also get, um, th these are more rare, but um, I'll just get a feeling that I've got to get up and go and open a book or, tuned to a particular radio station so it's it always amazes me you know I, I sat here one Saturday night I was watching tv and I found myself getting out of my chair going to the book cupboard getting a book on the planet and opening it up to a certain page and um there was it's Saturn with all the rings, isn't it? And I'd been thinking about creating a writing circle and everywhere I went, there were circles. And I opened this page and I thought, okay, okay, I've got the message now. You want me to run a writing circle? So mostly it's images. Then it's it's songs, um, maybe a line from a poem or something like that, but mostly songs. And sometimes it's just that knowing. It's, I just have to, I just move my body. Like when my dad died, you know, we'd, we'd, um, we'd had the funeral and I'd emptied his wardrobe, given everything to charity. And I was sat with my mum and something made me get up, get a chair, climb to the top of his wardrobe, reach my hand exactly to the right position in the back. And there was a tin full of little things of his, so oh, wow yeah so yeah it's, it's curious I think um oh sometimes and, and dreams um I'll wake up from a dream and there's and there's, there's a message in the dream you know it'll, like 
as we were going through the pandemic, I got and, and I don't read the Bible. I just kept getting um, Bible um, references, and I'd wake up and I think I've got no idea what that means. So yeah, but but coming back to mostly images and songs. I get a lot of songs and I think it's important for our audience to hear about that because if they don't know which sense or how intuition comes to them, they might pay more attention to songs that they hear or that pop in their head and they might recognize that this is a sign. Yeah, I mean, we all have um, a way of, I always call it, you know, learning style. So we might be a visual learner, we might be kinesthetic, so we feel, you know, we might be auditory and they what they might notice is if they if they if they are typically visual in their learning style they may be typically visual as in images in their intuitive style and it's it's sort of you know it's just a good idea to notice what you notice i mean that's where writing in a journal is great because yeah. you know, if you're writing stuff down you'll see your language you'll see visual word You'll see whether you use seeing words, hearing words, feeling words, a mixture of words. And so it's all all of that will help to guide you when you see, hear, feel, know, sense something. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for mentioning that. So my um, if people wanted to find you, either because they want to buy some of your books, I have two of yours that I absolutely cherish even though i haven't progressed half as much as i wanted to through them i have one of your courses um because you have quite a lot of um courses is it on thinkific or udemy or both um i have Um, courses on um teachable and i and i have some courses on udemy and um i just have lots and lots of books because i love writing about journaling stuff and prompts and working with the chakras and, and stuff like that yeah I um yeah no I really love your work as I said well at the start of this episode uh where can people find you where's the easiest or the platform you spend the most time on okay so you can you can find me books courses blogs all that kind of stuff at daledarley.com um I'm on Facebook I've got a um a group on Facebook called the Soul Writers Lounge. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on um, Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but I tend to, I tend to be more of a voyeur on Twitter than actually um, post anything. I think it's a great source of news, but but most mostly Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. Okay. And I've got like you've got a YouTube channel. Um, you're also in my group, I think. So if people were in yes. my group and wanted to find you, that's probably the easiest to start from there and then follow the trail. Mm-hmm. I ask all my guests one question when, before we finished is what would you say to someone who's sitting on the fence about intuition? Ooh, ooh, what would I say? Especially about using it in business. Okay. I would say learn to trust yourself because what happens in business is you know I've I've done um, an MBA so you know we're taught very practical strategic things and never was I taught about 
trusting myself to listen to my intuition. It was all about plans and strategy. And I lived a lot of my life like that, but my life has been richer through trusting, I'm going to call it the voices in my head, the voices in my head and following those nudges. So it's learn, please trust yourself. You know, we are we are made of energy. We're like radio beacons. So when something comes in, trust it. I love that. It's probably the best advice I've heard on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> from my guest because it is so true. And, you know, you mentioned uh, doing an MBA. I don't know if you know that my mission is to put intuition on the curriculum uh, all the way from primary school to universities, including business schools. So that makes me really, really happy. Good, because it's needed. That, that, do you know what? I think you should just go and find, I mean, you're magnificently well qualified. I would go and find a business school and put a proposal to them. I can see you doing, I can see this, uh, pictures in my head. I can see you with a piece of paper putting it out. Oh, now you're talking. Mm, go for it, girl. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is where I'm supposed to start as well. I've said it for the whole of last year that I knew I would start with business because business people are more open-minded than most other professions. Yes. Especially you, entrepreneurs. You don't know anyone. I've just got something in my head. You don't know anyone in London business school, do you? That was the one that popped in my mind, but I don't know. But if you do, please, you know, send them my way. Or if anybody's listening on this podcast and knows someone, please send them my way. Um, I'll start on the proposal and then I'll find the universe will send me someone, I'm sure. It will. And social media is a great place. I'm sure if you followed a few people from London Business School, it's funny how one of my dogs has now decided it's time for her to eat, eat, go for a walk. Or maybe she's come to her. She's called Angel. So maybe she's come to writing that proposal and delivering it to London Business School is the way to go. Yes, I think so. And thank you, Angel, for your message. I really appreciate it okay i'm gonna love you and leave you dale and thank everyone thank you in particular for being here it's 1444 which is always exciting for me i love angel numbers see angel your dog angel number um and what we've just discussed this is fascinating uh i'm going to thank all the uh, my audience for listening so far and i will be back with another episode uh next week thank you so much everyone bye for now Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.